to the Sheep and Wolves podcast with your dad, Reno Van. Good day, kids. It's January the 14th, 2021, and this is episode 12, entitled, They Hate Us, and For a Good Reason. Today's show is brought to you by No Budget Productions and Pure Rock and Roll by Alexander Nakarada and also my good friends at the Brant County Poultry Pigeon and Rabbit Association. Let's dive in. John chapter 15 verse 18. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. Me as in Jesus, capital M, lowercase e. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. What is this hatred, this hatred that has existed for such a long, long time? Well, it goes back to the hatred of Satan for Jesus. And that hatred has been present in humanity since the introduction or since the fall of man. And so I want to share a little bit about really where we see a a great deal of this hatred towards Christians today and the systems and political systems uh, through which it comes in which it has traditionally come. But what comes along with this hatred of Christians is in general a hatred of humanity as well, because Satan does hate every human being, because each and every one of us, to him, we were made in the likeness and image of God. And so... A human being to Satan, to him, is just a reminder of God over and over and over again by the billions. He hates human life and would extinguish it all if he could because of his hatred of Jesus Christ. I'm going to rhyme off just a few other verses here regarding hatred. Matthew chapter 10, verses 22. You will be hated by all because of my name, but it is the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. Matthew 24, chapter 9, Then they will deliver you to tribulation, and will kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Mark chapter 13, verse 13, You will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. Luke chapter 21, verse 17, And you will be hated by all because of my name. John chapter 15, verses 25, But they have done this to fulfill the word that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. John chapter 17, verse 14. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. When the Bible and when the scriptures speak about the world, of course it's speaking about the satanic system uh, that is contrary to, to um, to Jesus Christ and his worldly order 
or his order. But you know, where we see the where we see hatred for Christianity, it primarily throughout history, I mean, I won't say throughout history, through through more modern nineteenth, twentieth century history, um, has made a very interesting emergence through the um, through communism and Marxism. And Karl Marx, Karl Marx, uh, who was alive between 1818 and 1883, the renowned German social philosopher and chief theorist of modern socialism and communism, and of course is the co-author of the famous Communist Manifesto with Friedrich Engels, stated in critique of Hegel's philosophy of right, Religion is the sigh of the oppressed creature, the heart of a heartless world, and the soul of a soulless and the soul of soulless conditions. It is the opium of the people. Marx believed the abolition of religion as the illusionary happiness of the people is the demand for their real happiness. As such, he believed communism begins from the outset with atheism which is to say they do not believe in the God of the universe, the one true God of the universe. Keep in mind, human secular thinking had already been making its way through the entire Western world, and that religion was already becoming subordinate to human reason. Karl Marx must have thought that religion was too prominent in the minds of people, that it was the controlling influence in people. So... Um, it was the root cause, of course, then, to all of societal problems, and it needed to be eradicated from society. And for communism to be truly effective, everybody must be totally subordinate to and supporters of the state, which is completely unrealistic, as history has shown. Many will pretend to be ardent supporters, but deep down, that does not define who they are. Let's move on to Vladimir Lenin, who was around from 1870 to 1924. He was the Russian revolutionary and the founder of Bolshevism and the major force behind the Soviet Revolution in 1917. And he said a Marxist must be a materialist, that is, an enemy of religion. The physical world must be of supreme importance to the person, not an invisible spiritual world. Um, Mr. Ginsburg, a Soviet physicist, said that Bolshevik communists were not merely atheists, but militant atheists. In other words, there is nothing the Bolsheviks won't do to eradicate religion. In 1955, the Chinese communist leader Zhu Enlai, Enlai declared, we communists are atheists. In 2014, the Communist Party of China reaffirmed that members of their party must be atheists. They were letting their members know that the party official adherence to milit uh, militant atheism had not changed, that party members are not allowed to be Christian or hold any other religious belief. And with that in mind, that's why there is growing persecution of Christians today by the Chinese government. 
The persecution of Christians in the Soviet Union was the result of the atheistic government in the first five years after the revolution in 1917. 28 bishops and 1,200 priests were murdered, and many on the order of Leon Trotsky. Trotsky. Now, when Joseph Stalin came to power in 27, he ordered his secret police to intensify the persecution of Christians. Following his order, 50,000 clergy were murdered in the next five years. Many were tortured, including crucifixion. A father, Gleb uh, Yakunin of the Russian Orthodox Church, said that Russia turned red with the blood of martyrs. According to Orthodox Christian sources, as many as 50 million Russian Orthodox believers may have died in the 20th century from communist persecution. Let that number sink in. 50 million. Dr. R.J. Rummel, Professor uh, Amitrius of Political Science at the University of Hawaii, has estimated that worldwide communism has caused the death of 110,286,000 people only between 1917 and 1987. This is in the 1900s, 110,000,000. Now, these numbers ought to awaken you to the perverse nature of carnal man. He is the father, the devil. John 8, 40, John chapter 8, verses 44. So don't make light of it. And this is who their father is. This is who the father of communism, Marxism is, the devil. What other system kills 110,286,000 people? between 1917 and 1987 alone. They are a serious death cult. Don't make light of it. In addition to all this, 44 anti-religious museums were opened in the atheistic communist Soviet Union, and the largest was the Museum of the History of Religion and Atheism. Yet, in spite of all their efforts to destroy religion, um, their efforts were not effective in converting the masses to atheism. In fact, more than one-third of all the people of Russia... Uh, people in Russia today still possess religious beliefs. The Soviet state had taken the position that there is no God. This continues in various forms in communist countries today, from China to North Korea to Cuba, and coming your way in Canada and the U.S. The roots of this hatred and intolerance of religion lies in the essence of communist ideology. Lenin said, there can be nothing more abominable than religion. Thus, along with Trotsky, Lenin was involved in the creation of groups uh, with names like the Society of the Godless and the League of Militant Godless. The institutionalized bigotry continued to thrive under Lenin's disciples, most notably notably, Stalin and uh, Nikita Khrushchev. Now, whether the despot was Fidel Castro, Paul Pot, Stalin, or Mao Tse Sung. The sentiment was the same. Religion is poison. Moscow was the source and summit for much of this effort. Repression took place in varying degrees throughout much of Eastern Europe. Anti-religious indoctrination of school children was especially rigorous in Czechoslovakia in the 1970s, and the most religious repressive nations in communist empire then was Romania. Communist states 
published and widely disseminated counter-Christian literature, very active in combating Christianity. Richard Wormbrand, a pastor who endured 14 years of earthly hell in a Romanian prison, later detailed some of the cruelty he witnessed in testimony before the U.S. Congress. He testified to the fact that thousands of believers were imprisoned, not only clergy, but peasants and children, children, and that the prisons were completely full in Romania. Many of those imprisoned were tortured with red-hot iron pokers and knives, one man's son was brought into the prison and whipped before him in an attempt to have him recant. Ultimately, the child was beaten to death and his blood was splattered over the walls of his father's cell. Wormbrand recalled story after story about the torture he witnessed. He himself had 18 holes burned into his body. Many people's bodies would be frozen and within minutes of death would be unfrozen and then refrozen again. This process was repeated over and over again. What the communists have done to Christians surpasses human understanding. In 1966, Wormbrand gave testimony before the Internal Security Subcommittee of the U.S. Senate, where he described crucifixion at the hands of communists. Christians were tied to crosses for four days and nights with the goal of making Christians suffer greater humiliation than Christ did. After being driven nearly insane with tortures, a priest was forced to consecrate human excrement and urine and give Holy Communion to Christians in that form. Wormbrand said, My heart would fail if I should tell all of these stories again. They are also too terrible and too obscene to put in writing. If I were to tell of all the horrors of communist tortures and all the self-sacrifices of Christians, I would never finish. The fact that the communist state devoted so much time and effort shows its remarkable devotion to the goal of eliminating religious faith. It also reflected the communist conviction that religion truly was an incompatible threat to Marxism-Leninism. So why does this information matter to us now that the Cold War is over and the Soviet communist empire is no more? Well, the Soviet communist empire is still very much alive. It's just in a different form. At a human level, it is very important to those who suffered the persecution. Many are still alive and want this tale to be told. They want the world to know what they endured, that history for history's sake needs to be set straight and not repeated. Regrettably, the diabolical, diabolical political left could care less about what transpired in our world during the 20th century. Today's Cold War scholars have very little knowledge of the crucial role of religion in the Cold War experience. They do not even appreciate how the institutionalized atheism of the Soviet Union helped fuel America's bipartisan opposition to Moscow in the early Cold War. Harry Truman, John F. Kennedy, John Foster Dulles, and Ronald Reagan all decried the scourge of godless Soviet communism, as did many others. Religiously speaking, the eventual effort to undo atheism was a bipartisan effort of the American Protestants and Catholics. Tragically, much of this information remains unknown to not only the public at large, but also to the scholarly community. To be sure, there are academics who are aware of this information, but are dismissing it as paranoid curiosity of the Christian right.
whom they view with absolute contempt. Remember, the diabolical, godless element in our society hates God. And remember who they hated first, him. It is why society hates you. If you're of the mindset that this is just a bunch of political rhetoric, you may want to stop listening. Harvard professor Emeritus uh, Emetrius of Russia, Russian history, uh, Richard Pipes states, it is quite true that the subject has received little to virtually no attention from scholars. The truth is, Protestants, Catholics, Jews, Muslims, and Buddhists were all tortured by the communist world, and many of them are bitter and frustrated that this vast web of brutal bigotry has never been exposed. High school history texts are rich, rich with accounts of the Crusades, but completely silent on the infinitely more repressive communist war and religion. It doesn't take a genius to figure out why that is the case. Again, the liberal diabolical left in our country hates God. Now, just to keep you posted, and this isn't very recent, but I mean, I, I need to come up with much more relevant examples, but... In 2004, the atheistic communistic government of China had an internal document which directed the Chinese media to promote atheism, instructed internet media to remove user comments that advocate alternative spiritual views, and called for a ban on publications that disseminate religious material out of step with Marxism or atheism. In spite of this action, sorry, in spite of this action, the, the number of Christians today in China is explosively growing. Obviously, when God moves in the hearts of people, uh, no one can stop him. And fast forward to 2021, China employs nearly a million or over a million uh, internet censors. Their job is to expunge um, any information that uh, goes against the state and, uh, and especially that of Christianity. Um, China's state-sponsored atheism has been a failure, though, I think. In 2007, a religious survey in China indicated that only 15% of Chinese identified themselves as atheists. North Korea is officially a repressive communist atheist state where public religion is not only discouraged but persecuted. The North Korean government under uh, Kim, uh, Kim Sung II practices, uh, well, this is going back a ways, brutal repression and atrocities against Christians, and all open religious activities. So today was a bit heavy, I get it. But it's about the rise of com communism, Marxism, Leninism in Canada, in the United States, and Western worlds. It's been largely adopted in uh, large universities. Um, it's being taught in schools. It is everywhere. And for those of you who claim to be Christian and think that there are somehow some compatibilities with some of these ideas that we are supposed to take Marxism and break it down into its smaller components and take from it what is good and just leave the bad. You know, we have the scriptures. We have the Holy Bible. We have Jesus Christ. We do not need Karl Marx's um, ideas for living. We do not need anything from this man whose heart was rooted 
in hatred towards God and hatred towards us, but yet somehow we're supposed to take something good? No. The scriptures alone give us the map for life and for, um, and for eternity. It is by far significantly more uh, brilliant, more in tune, more in step with all of mankind for all time. It is the ultimate guide, the ultimate word that will never change. Let's do Proverbs, our Proverbs of the day. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. How about the Thomas Sowell quote of the day? And this is a this is a, a timely one. Socialism in general has a record of failure so blatant that only an intellectual could ignore or evade it. And let's listen to the Mark Stein audio clip of the day. As some of you will know from our Saturday movie date and Monday's Mark Stein show on Saturday, our beloved friend and colleague Kathy Shadle died. I last saw Kathy at her home a couple of weeks before Christmas. Her body was very sick, but her brain was on sparkling form. And we were talking about the glory days of the Internet, the big, sprawling, decentralized blogosphere of the early years of the century, before the woke cartel of Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter wrecked it all and imposed this bloody, boring, totalitarian groupthink uh, and destroyed the whole thing. I've got something new for us. It's called uh, A Word from Ben. Yes, Ben has indicated that he would like to participate in these podcasts. And so um, let's get to it. Ben. Okay, I got Ben here. Ben, for the record, uh, can you give us your full name? No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That's dangerous because people could be listening and then figure out where you live and then want to come and visit you because you'd just be so famous. So earlier today, I, I gave an instruction. I said, hey, guys, be quiet out there. You were being really loud in the game room. And then the very second I said not to do that, you did that. Can you tell me why you did that? Um, so we're just, we're just goofing around. <laughs> That's it. My question was, I gave you instruction to be quiet. And then the very second after I gave that instruction, you decided to be loud instantaneously. Can you tell me why you did that? I forgot instantly. Yeah. <laughs> so you forgot instantly. I forget quickly. How could you forget that that quickly? When I'm focused on something like that involves video games, I forget quickly. So maybe you should focus on your father's voice and not video games. True, true. 
Okay, so this is the Ben word of the day. Uh, now, I just asked you a question, but uh, anything on your mind in particular today that uh, was interesting that happened? No. This is going to be a very boring segment unless you come up with something. Oh, jeez. Hang on, folks. Okay, I tried gluing a mirror to the wall and it just fell off right in the middle of the interview. All right, so, Ben. Uh, you're going to have to think of something to say. I will try to come up with some questions to make it easier for you, but I just didn't think of anything today. So I just thought I'd ask you why you were disobedient. I thought that would be a good question, and you didn't have a great answer. So you got to think more about what you want to say that's going to be entertaining because people are going to listen to this. You're going to listen to it years down the road. All right, buddy. So say goodbye. Goodbye. Remember, kids, to always be ready and fight like a warrior for truth and justice. And just know that the world is going to hate you for it. But you must if you are a Christian. I love you all. Talk to you again soon. Bye.